0: You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 107.7 The Franchise Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Madison Morris here with my colleague or my Thunder buddy, if you may, Mr. Brady Trantham. The third matchup in 15 games for the Thunder and the Suns. And the Thunder make it 3-0, taking this win at 110 to 100. Tonight in Phoenix, the Suns, with only three wins a season, all of which were on their home court, made the Thunder work for this one a little bit, but a decently strong and smart Thunder defense, as well as some solid core chemistry and quick Thunder offense, was able to seal the win for this Oklahoma City team, kicking off a pretty good start to this road trip. So, Brady, no Russ, no Terrence, no Alex. How much of this do you think affected the team, if any, at all tonight?
1: When you say it like that, it's a great win. Anytime you can win on the road in the NBA, it's already good. Then you then you have the qualifier of, well, Russell's not playing. Then it makes it even better. Then you also take out a second starter in Terrence Ferguson. Even, it makes it even better. And then you throw on top of it Alex Abrinas, who's, you know, Dennis Schroeder is the sixth man on this team when everybody's healthy, but Alex Abrinas kind of takes that role because Schroeder is, he's going to finish a lot of games for the Thunder. He's essentially a starter. Um, so you have those three guys out, um, and then you've got to consider. Well, you know there was a lot of sloppy play. The Thunder have 18 turnovers. The the Suns had what 14 steals. All that all that mixes up into a pretty nice win. The Thunder end up winning by uh, double digits, just by 10. So, um, like I said, anytime you can win on the road in the NBA, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Hamadou Diallo getting that start tonight in place of Terrence. Uh, I, I thought that was a pretty good, pretty good go for Billy Donovan. He's kind of trusting this rookie a little bit more. He's seeing some of the stuff that Hamadou able to do and provide for the Thunder team. And, you know, Hamadou not exactly having a super loud night. He only picks up one point. Um, he goes 0 of 1 from the field. So, you know, not exactly the best night for Hamadou to go in there and start for the Thunder, but, you know, that just really shows how much confidence Billy Donovan uh, has in him, how much progress he's making in practice and shoot-arounds and just kind of what the Thunder are seeing from him and how much they're trusting him to be out there. So, yeah, um, there's that. And I I don't know. I think, you know, he contributed pretty well on the defensive side. He's getting a lot better on that. He had four rebounds. Um he had one assist, so you know he's he's still doing some good stuff out there for the Thunder.
1: Yeah, I think I think tonight was a good barometer for Billy Donovan to basically see where Diallo is in his development <laughs> by throwing him out there. You, again, you're out, Ferguson. You're out of Brinas. Andre Robertson is obviously still you know not with the team in terms of play, so it's a good chance to see where Diallo is. Just kind of like throw him out there with the starters, give him starter minutes like initially. Um, but yeah, you look at the box score, it doesn't really look like he made that much of an impact, but like you said, um, he did some things defensively. He didn't look completely lost the entire time, which is basically what Diallo has been in his rookie year, just not lost and not (laughs) intimidated. So, um, you, you don't expect a lot from a guy that came into, um, the franchise as a second round athletic project. You're not going to expect a lot in his first start. Um, especially on the road, it was cu- quite the task for Diallo. Um, so, not I don't think there's that much you can kind of read into it. I'm sure um, if Abrinas is able to go or um, Terrence Ferguson is able to go, um, the next game, you know, Diallo will get relegated back to his uh, his uh, bench role and keep going at the rate that he's kind of progressing. So, um, but I mean, kind of other than that, Diallo was just kind of a. I mean, I hate to say it, he was. In a game that was, the game was weird. It, it was a weird game. Uh, but I, I mean, I already mm-hmm. said at the top, top of the top of the podcast, the Thunder with 18 turnovers, they were just extremely sloppy with the ball. But I think you can chalk a lot of that up to, you know, this is the third time they've seen the Suns, and like I feel like I feel like you and I could probably do a Phoenix Suns podcast at this point. We know this team so well. <laughs> Um <laughs>
0: oh, I completely agree yeah. funny. <laughs>
1: But I think you can chalk it up to you know Timote Luao Cabrio gets twenty five minutes tonight and this is way more I think I think he had played ten total minutes in just spot duty like in the late and fourth quarters all year just sprinkled here and there. He plays twenty-five minutes. Um he only has one turnover, so I'm not gonna obviously the blame does not go with him, but Dennis Schroeder with five, Paul George with five. Um, I just feel like when, when these kind of games happen, when you're deep into your rotation due to injury and you're playing guys at, in spots where they're not necessarily comfortable, Diallo, for example, Timothy Luau-Cabro, for example, uh, Raymond Felton, um, while a veteran, is still your third point guard. Uh, when when all that's kind of gets when all that kind of gets mixed into the blender, it can it can result in a sloppy game. But again, it's just another qualifier that you could sit there and say, well, I mean, the Thunder won by ten in a game that they should have won, and Phoenix is not in a, is not a city that the Thunder have performed well in in the last few years. So uh, overall, I mean, I'm I'm fairly pleased with the way they were able to uh, eke this win out.
0: Yeah, and I'm kind of laughing at that because I was listening to uh, some of the pregame stuff from Michael and Chris Fisher, and they were saying, you know, this is the third time Thunder and the Suns have met up. Uh, this Thunder team should have the Suns down by now. They should know them to a T. They should know these players, and it really looked like Stephen Adams definitely knew DeAndre Ayton tonight. It was just, you know, another show of Stephen completely owning DeAndre Ayton, but something that I kind of took away from that. And they were talking about it on the television tonight, but, um, you know, DeAndre Ayton is going to learn so much from guarding Steven Adams and having Steven (laughs) Adams guard him. That kid is going to come out so strong next year. I really do think he will, because I mean, there's obviously a reason he was picked as the number one draft pick. And you know, he, he has a lot of, potential. he is a huge dude. He has a lot of muscle. He has a lot of strength. And I, I was laughing. There was, uh, one point, and I mean, obviously, people that are listening to this know that we had to watch it on television tonight. We were not in Phoenix. But there was one point they had the cameras just on. John and Steven. Steven doing that funny thing where he just is like, pushing into DeAndre even though the muscle hadn't blown yet. And DeAndre was just kind of standing there laughing. And I really feel like he's going to learn so much from Steven, even though this is probably uh, a developing year for him, I would say, especially when he's going to lay the thunder. But... You know, DeAndre is going to come out so strong against Steven. He actually played with a lot of confidence, something that I noted in the fourth quarter. He played with a lot more confidence when Steven was out of the game. And uh, the Thunder had Nerlens and Patrick in there. And he was kind of switching back and forth between those two fights. But, you know, he plays with a lot more confidence when Steven goes out. So I think he's learning a lot from Steven. But, I mean, it was the same thing we've been seeing for the past couple of times the Thunder have played the Suns, just Steven Adams completely owning DeAndre Ayton in the paint underneath the rims.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was by far Ayton's best showing against in, in these in this three-game stand against the Thunder um, and Steven Adams. It was by far his best showing. He he's you know he, he's like you said he's flashing the reasons why he was the number one overall pick. And I mean I got a chance to I got a chance to talk to him at summer league back in uh, Vegas in July and. Um just walking past him in the tunnel like d- in between games. The dude is just I mean, you and I talk to Steven Adams, you know, every other day or we see him every other day at practice or during games. So I, we kind of take for granted how big and tall he is because we're just so used to him. DeAndre right. Eaton. I, I don't know how you can get accustomed to De- De- DeAndre Eaton's size. <laughs> I mean, even on TV, he makes he <laughs> it's a noticeable difference in terms of body makeup between he and Steven. And that's not to say Steven's a small fry. I mean, it's just Aiden is just physically oh, no. gifted, like Stephen Adams was not physically gifted in, in the same yeah. way. So, um, but yeah, by far his best showing. But Stephen, uh, what, season high 25 points, uh, 10 rebounds, just, or 26 points, excuse me. Um, just really, really hammering home being like just the idea that. If the Thunder have a big three, Stephen Adams is very much a part of it. And in this run without Russell Westbrook, and even going back to the first two games of the year when Russell was uh, out um, recovering from the knee knee scope he had in the preseason, you know he had two double doubles in that in the game against Golden State in L.A. It's Stephen is you know we got the question last podcast, Madison, uh, is Stephen Adams an all can can he be an all star center? And I mean tonight he really looked like it against the number one overall pick, Absolutely, but but yeah. you are gonna. You're going to expect a game like that against a rookie mm. when you're Steven Adams, but I mean, this has been what? I mean, what? What is this? The sixteenth, seventeenth game? Here we go with the math again.
0: <laughs> oh so gosh, the, the math. The, uh, the yeah, 15th, I think this is the sixteenth or fifteenth. Six,
1: fifteenth or sixteenth game? Sixteenth game. We're getting, we're inching closer and closer to that twenty-game, you know, sample size where you can start making some some sound judgments on how teams and players are performing after the initial 20 games. And we're getting close to that point. And so far, Steven Adams is just, I don't want to say exceeded expectation because that would imply that we had low expectation of him, but he's, he's a, he's an offensive threat. He's not just here. Mm -hmm. He's not just here for the thunder to clean up trash off the, off the glass. He's not just here to get putbacks or catch lobs from Russell Westbrook or Dennis Schroeder. You can give him the ball and expect your offense to be successful. And it's just another weapon that the thunder have and it' it's been it's been interesting to see it kind of come to fruition over the last few weeks
0: right, and I completely agree. I think Steven Adams has done such a great job on both sides of the ball lately, and tonight he's able to go 11 and fifteen from the field, four or five from the free throw line, uh, like Brady said, he picked up ten rebounds, he had a steal uh, he did turn the ball over three times, but you know it's it's okay. life goes on <laughs> but <laughs> Steven Adams, he's just, he's continually impressed me this season, and um, I'll be the first to admit I had a little, kind of like a, ooh, moment at the beginning of the season. He kind of looked a little rusty. I think he was just kind of dealing with that lower back pain that he spoke of. He had that uh, calf strain. I think that showed a little bit at the beginning of the season. He's just really picked it up, and he's, like, his physicality is just incredible to watch. And, you know, he was so great at holding Aiton tonight, I think. Oh, what, how did he do tonight? He picked up 19 points. He was 9 of 18 from the field. Uh, he did have 9 rebounds, 1 assist. Um, okay, that's a little weird. Uh, Steven Adams had 0 assists tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we said, it, it was just a sloppy game. Guys were not catching. Guys were being sloppy with the ball. Um, there were two passes. I remember Steven um, trying to catch Paul George on, on a back cut like the Thunder are starting to fall in love with trying to make fancy passes. They they had a few behind the backs tonight. I mean, the other night. Yeah, um, the other <laughs> night against the Knicks were pretty much everything that they were trying was working. It's kind of it looks like it. It, they tried to make it rub off tonight in Phoenix and it just, what it wasn't as pretty or successful. I should say uh, t- tonight. Um, there were two passes. I remember Steven were, I, I think it was Paul, but one might've been Jeremy Grant where uh, Paul and Jeremy just simply dropped it. So, um, you know, but th- that's another thing with Steven is the guy is an incredible passer. His basketball IQ is just through the roof. And like mm-hmm. anytime he gets an offensive rebound and I mean, tonight he has five offensive rebounds. Um, even with the shot clock only going to 14 as like the new rule steven will get the rebound and immediately look for a cutter like he's so smart and knows exactly where his teammates are and if it's not there he will prob- he'll probably just try and do his little hook shot and more times mm-hmm. than not so far this year it's been it's been rather successful so just it, it's it's pretty it's pretty uh fascinating what we're seeing out of steven adams uh, this early in the year and if if he keeps this up then the thunder have one of the best one-two-three punches in the Western Conference, which, which is saying something, considering how tough this conference is.
0: Yeah, for sure. And speaking of quick offense, that's something I noticed about the team overall tonight. Um, especially Paul, George, he had a couple of fadeaway shots that were just real quick. There was one, uh, I think, I think it was Dennis who threw it in from out of bounds, and Paul just immediately did that fadeaway, got that shot. He made some hard shots tonight, and that's just something that has been really working for not only Paul, but Jeremy, definitely for uh, Stephen. And I kind of laughed tonight because <laughs> Michael Cage said, oh, Dennis Schroeder having a quiet night of 15 points. And, you know, that's, that's still in double digits. And you just know that a guy is a good player when he's having a, quote-unquote, quiet night, but still racking up 15 points. He had uh, five rebounds, seven assists. He had four steals. You know that's just that's Den shooter in a nutshell. He's still like really making a good contribution for the Thunder offense, but he's having a uh, quiet night, if you will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was just a weird game, and it, it was kind of odd because when I fa- when I found out like you know Russell was out with uh, per- for personal reasons, uh, Abrinas out because of an illness, Terrence Ferguson out as well. I still didn't think that. Th- Usually, if that happens, I'll I'll, my brain just goes, "Okay, I expect I expect the Thunder to lose this game just because that's that you're missing a lot. You know, you're like two Mm -hmm. starters and a rotational player. You're gonna ask a lot, especially on the road. But for whatever, I guess chalk it up to the Suns just not being very good, just being kind of a stinker of a team. Um, I still expected the Thunder to perform well and win. Now. They didn't necessarily perform well in terms of taking care of the basketball, and they didn't perform well in terms of finishing the game. I mean, the last two minutes, Phoenix, what they got down within uh, seven or eight, I think I can't remember exactly, mm-hmm. but they got it down. Yeah, close, they got down
0: within six.
1: Oh, within six points after the Thunder had a. Oh yeah. Um, a six, a fifteen or sixteen point lead. Um, the biggest lead of the night was eighteen. Um, yeah, I mean, once again, the Thunder just. They, they're they're building like of all the good habits that we've been talking about that they're building one bad habit that they've been able to overcome because they've been on they've been in such big leads that it really hasn't mattered because it's the le- the deficit has been so large in a lot of these games. I mean the Thunder have been winning at a margin of seventeen point three points per game in the last three or four games, uh, but their fourth quarters have been a little troubling. And Billy Donovan's talked about it um, a few times um, after some wins. Um, and you know, you can always say, well, you put in, you know, your bench mob with Deontay Burton, Timote, Abdul Nader, you know, the, uh, the opponent's probably going to make a few buckets against guys that are rookies or just not very good defenders, but it's, it's kind of still there. And tonight it kind of reared its ugly head and almost bit the thunder. And it would have been a, you know, we, we could have been recording this podcast and saying, you know, the thunder blew a big lead, but they were short Russ. They were short Ferguson. They were short Terrence, Fer- um, uh, Terrence Ferguson so again, I think it. You just you you have all that in the back of your head, and just keep going back to wow. The Thunder have won ten of the last eleven. Uh, the one loss I think everybody kind of felt was coming in Dallas last last week. Right. Yeah. I th- um, it's just it's just been pretty. It, it's been pretty phenomenal. Just the turnaround um, from the team that we saw last year struggle against teams like Phoenix. I mean, the. In the last four games um, on the road in Phoenix before tonight, I think the Thunder were one and three or one and four in their in the last four or five games um, at Talking Stick Resort Arena. So, you know, big win, just a big win. I keep I keep going back to it. It's a big win. I mean, you've got guys mm-hmm. like we haven't even talked about Paul George. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, him. He did some good things tonight. I would say.
1: Yeah, the efficiency wasn't there, but the efficiency was there when the Thunder needed it. But the biggest thing, other than the shots that he hit late, was 11, 11, 11 of 11 from the free throw line, which is a sight for sore Look eyes
0: that.
1: for um, anybody on this team. Jeremy Grant, 5 of 7, really, really good, but he did miss those two free throws late that could have iced the game You know, 30 seconds before the game ended up being iced anyway. Steven Adams, 4 for 5. Um, Dennis Schroeder, 2 for 2. So a really, really good showing from the free throw line at 84%, uh, 27 of 32 and it feels like that the team has kind of settled down with their free throw shooting the last few games. I need to really start charting like th- their last week and a half. It just seems like that their free throw shooting during games, I've not had the thought of, wow, if the Thunder lose this game, it's going to be because they're not hitting their foul shots. They've been hitting them at a comfortable kind of acceptable pace. I should, um, I, I I'm probably trying to say so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, again, good showing. Paul George did his thing. Jeremy Grant, 14 points, um, uh, Four for seven from the field. Uh, the Thunder took twenty-four three-point shots, which is, I think, eh. I think it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm, I think it's. Yeah. I think. It, I think that's perfectly fine for this team. Um, no one really got out of hand except for Paul, but because he was feeling it, you can kind of accept it. Everybody else was um, three or under, so. Um, nice, just, just a nice game, you know,
0: (laughs) definitely a nice game. And I, I want to credit the Thunder defense a lot too. Uh, you know, Devin Booker, he's one of the best offensive players in the league right now. He averages about 23 to 24 points per game. Uh, he finished tonight with 18 points and you know, the Thunder didn't even send Devin Booker to the foul line until late in the fourth quarter. So they're playing some smart, efficient defense right now, especially around, feel pretty good at getting on the board like Devin Booker is. And um, I just, yeah, that was just something I kind of noted. I really liked that a lot. And I think that's something that this team is focusing on a lot more. They're being a lot smarter on defense. Uh, I know Steven Steven Adams actually did get into some foul trouble. He picked up his fifth personal just a little over a minute left in the game. But I was laughing because uh, the arena actually – Erupted into cheers, and I think they just really wanted Steven Adams out of the game because he was just posing such a threat to the Suns players, especially Eaton. I definitely wouldn't.
1: So. I definitely wouldn't put it past the Phoenix crowd. Um, although, like I thought when, when it happened, and I think Chris Fisher thought this too. It's probably what the Suns fans were also thinking. I thought Devin Booker got fouled at the um, shooting a, um, a three point shot.
0: Yeah, uh, he only, it I, was, I kind of
1: thought that's what happened. Yeah, um, he only shot two free throws, and he badly missed that first one. Devin Booker Uh
0: did. Yes, that is true. That is, is true.
1: Just a, just a bad team. I mean, no one really lit up the Thunder. Um, T.J. Warren had probably too good of a game for Billy Donovan's liking. I mean, T.J. Warren can randomly just explode. I mean, he was 10 of 19 from the field, 2 for 4, two for four from the uh, three-point line. Um, But, you you know, the Thunder are just not let – they're just not – except for that Sacramento game and the fourth quarter against the Clippers, and I know I'm excluding the third quarter against Boston, but Boston is one of the three or four best teams in the league, and this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But excluding the Sacramento game and the fourth quarter against the Clippers, the Thunder have not let trash beat them. And what I I mean is – what I mean is are like players that – you shouldn't be allowing to get hot you sh- um, or allowing teams that have no business scoring 130 or 40 points on you doing that, like Sacramento did in that win a few weeks ago. Um, they're not letting teams that they should beat have a lot of success or at least a lot of consistent success in these games. And so it's going to result in the Thunder winning a lot of games because, you know, with the, let's say, what, there's six or seven, like, really good teams in the NBA. Of course, Golden State's all the way up there at the top by themselves, even when they're fighting with each other. But <laughs> um, um, there are six or seven more teams that, you know, on any given night they could probably beat you, um, even if you play relatively well. But after that, it's just a whole bunch of teams that are tanking, teams that are trying to develop young rookies and young talent, basically games that you need to win and that you should win. So if the Thunder keep this up, they could they could have – Kind of half the success they had against the Golden States and the Houstons of the world that they did last year, but probably still win more games if that makes sense this season. Mm-hmm. Which would just—it's just better for you know playoff seeding, better for confidence. It means that a lot of your deeper rotational players are getting a lot of meaningful minutes, which will up their confidence, which is only good for the postseason. So there's just a lot of good things from this run that the Thunder have been on since uh, um, over the last 11 games.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I really like – I'm, like, really loving the confidence that's coming out of some of these players. Obviously, Paul George has really found this groove. Uh, Jeremy Grant definitely getting a lot more confident in his playing style. Uh, Tim, I know we talked about Tim – well, you talked about a little bit here, Brady, but, yeah, I, I love that Tim got 25 minutes tonight because I really see him as kind of a player that's going to come in and take over that role that Alex takes if Alex is out or if he needs some bench time or just needs some moments to rest. and. You know, it's good to have a player like Tim who's able to come out and just make some good shots. He made a three tonight. Yeah, he made a three. And, yeah, I think he was one um, of four
1: or one of three. I can't remember if he took that fourth one.
0: Yeah, he was one of three from the three-point, four of eight from the field. Uh, he was three of three at the free throw line. And like he, I said earlier, ended with 12 points.
1: He is not shy. That's a good start. He is not shy. No. He got the shots up quick. <laughs> no,
0: no. And um I think Tim
1: that... I think Tim was thinking everything that we were all thinking um just watching the game, covering the team. Um yes, the Thunder are short three important players that get a lot of minutes when he um put um putting all together. So with that knowledge, we still don't know how. Even with that, we, we don't we don't know how how much time um, Timotei luau Cabra is going to get tonight. He probably thought the same thing and just was like, "Screw it, I'm just going to shoot. If I'm going to be out here, I'm going to shoot." <laughs> and luckily He's for like, the Thunder,
0: some
1: luckily for the for the Thunder, it wasn't a one for eight performance. It, he shot fifty percent from the field. Uh, like you said, hit that three pointer. Was three for three from the um, three point line. And you know he can he can do things. He 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 showed that he showed that in Philadelphia as a um as a, a draft pick during the process he showed that he's offensively capable of providing you know some good play um for a basketball team of course it's always going to come down to defense especially when it comes to Billy Donovan and like really trying to shell out his play but unless Alex Abrines falls off the map or if he gets injured or if he just this progression that that he's made with his defense just starts to plateau and then teams are able to scout around him and he becomes a liability again on defense. I still don't know if we're going to see a lot of TLC this year, but it is nice to know that a guy that deep on your bench can provide a scoring punch. So, it's again, it's just another weapon that the Thunder have.
0: No, for sure. And this might be the weirdest comment I make in the entire time we do this podcast, but I've almost forgotten what Russell Westbrook looks like with this team. He's been out what, like, six of the last fifteen games.
1: Yeah, he. Um, it's been odd because, you know, Billy's been asked about like how, like how is it going to be difficult to basically transition Russell Russell Westbrook back into this um, lineup? And it's such a weird question to ask because. This is Russell Westbrook's team. This has been Russell Westbrook's team for the last two seasons. Right. And it's going to continue to be his team for the next three or four years or however long he ends up playing with the Thunder afterwards. Um so it shouldn't be that difficult. But because of the way that the Thunder are playing, you know, you don't you don't you're like you're so um paranoid about keeping rhythm, you know, keeping the rhythm up that yeah, it is kind of a, it's a question to be asked, but whenever Billy is asked asked it, he goes back to, well, Russell's been very um, picky about which three-pointers he's taken, and, he, and that's true, except for mm-hmm. one game, the Sacramento game, where I think he lofted seven or eight three-pointers, um, but other than that, yes, Russell has been a little bit better in terms of picking and choosing his shots away from the... Uh, away from the rim and he was and he's been fairly good about his assist to turnover ratio. But you know, having said that, like you said, the sample size the sample size for every NBA team is not big enough, like I've been saying. It is surely not big enough for Russell Westbrook. So to sit here and say, oh, he's much more efficient with his shooting, the Thunder are just going to keep getting better. No, uh, it, the sample size isn't that too big for Russell, but I mean we all know what Russell brings to the table. He makes this team better. The Thunder need him, but it is—it's always a good thing when you can see your team win without its best player. And it's—it's very—it's very Spursian, where in recent years where the Spurs can be out—you know, four or five players, even four or five starters—and they'll go out and win a game by twenty with a bunch of guys you've never heard of. Right. And, you know, I'm sure there right. are a lot of Suns fans out there watching this game tonight and going, who the hell is Timothy Luau-Cabarat?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, that's hilarious. What, but that's so I, true, yeah. What,
1: what is Hamadou Diallo? What is
0: that? <laughs> no, it is, it's just so comforting for Thunder fans to watch this, though, and to see uh, players like Paul and... Steven, really pick up a lot of this and just slam it down. And they really secure this win for the Thunder. And I I don't know. I'm just I'm a little excited to see how this Thunder team is going to handle the Kings on Monday and especially Golden State. You know, Golden State has lost the past, what, four of six of their last games. And
1: they're on a two
0: game losing streak right now.
1: They had a bad loss. Who'd they lose to tonight? I need to look that up.
0: They lost to the Mavericks
1: tonight, 112 to 109. Oh, oh! I mean, the Thunder just lost in Dallas. Not la- I mean, we we mentioned it just last week, but yeah, their second, the Warriors second or their third loss in a row, right? I mean, because they ended up losing that Clippers game where Kevin Durant and Draymond Green got in a pillow fight, and uh, the then the war no, the Warriors beat the Hawks when Draymond yeah, Green was they beat out. the Hawks yeah. So they've lost three of their last four. Like you, I think you probably just said that. I was just looking at the score. Um,
0: no, but
1: yeah. But yeah, Sacramento. I'm
0: so interested.
1: Sacramento loses tonight, one thirty-two, one twelve, to the Houston Rockets. The Rockets are starting to play a little bit more like their old selves, and I, I do not think it's because they've shelved Melo. I mean, right. I don't. I don't think that either. I, I think it's it's pretty coincidental. The, the Rockets were going to start winning games with or without Carmelo Anthony. Uh, they would just fa- <laughs> if he was still on the team, they would just phase him out, you know, minutes wise, but. Um Sacramento's back to <laughs> 500 at 8 and 8. It's going to be another good test cuz Sacramento is also another arena that the Thunder have kind of struggled in over the last few years, even going back to the Kevin Kevin Durant, James Harden days. Um it was always in a tough arena for the Thunder and it seems like in recent years the King or the the Thunder played down to the Kings, the This season's Kings are a little bit better. I think a lot of people are a little bit high on them right now, and I think it's all deservingly so. They're at least showing a pulse and showing an identity, but I still think that the Thunder have kind of played down to their level. Um, in recent years, and so considering how badly the Kings dominated the Thunder a few weeks ago in Oklahoma City for Russell Westbrook's first game back, you know, nice. Russell might Russell might even be back for this game, for all we know. So it could be his return, and it might be the second return against the Sacramento Kings in one year so. It's going to be a good test for the Thunder, considering that their following game will be against Golden State. And, you know, I know there's no Steph Curry that night, but we all know how tough Golden State... Is and we all know how tough Golden State likes to play Oklahoma City and Kevin Durant, so um, mm-hmm. it's it's just another big test for the Thunder. But you got to like their chances ten out of eleven. That's nothing to sneeze at. Sneeze at um, no matter who you're playing on your schedule.
0: No, for sure. But yeah, I think we uh, hit the hit the hammer on the nail with this one.
1: Yeah, I like hitting nails.
0: all right well we killed it we don't have any questions tonight right brady
1: no i i I forgot to ask because i'm i'm terrible at my job um by the way oh um, my gosh no no congrats congrats on your uh on your pokes big win for the cowboys tonight
0: hey i'm uh breathing a little easier right now i'm not gonna lie just glad that the pokes are going to the bowl game this year. bowl eligible where are they going boys
1: where are they going the cactus bowl
0: Oh, gosh. You know, I actually went to the Cactus Bowl my sophomore year on Palm. It was actually kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, and they, be, they
1: beat the hell out of Washington that year, right? Uh,
0: yes, that was the year we played Washington.
1: Ooh, yeah. OSU's got TCU next week. They'll get they'll get that seventh win, and then they'll beat the hell out of some bad Pac-12 team. So eight wins in a rebuilding year. Not bad for Mike Gundy.
0: Not terrible, not terrible. You know what?
1: Could have won it. nine against OU. Could have won ten against, um. oh, who was the other team?
0: Baylor. Baylor.
1: Yeah. Could have God. been a ten, could have been a ten win ten win year for Oklahoma State in a in a rebuilding year with some average players sprinkled here and there on offense and defense. So hey, not bad. It could be worse. You could be yeah. um you could be Oklahoma's defense or you could be TCU.
0: <laughs> Touche to all of that. <laughs> well, Brittany, I guess it's time to wrap this sucker up. The Oklahoma City Thunder win it 110-100 to 100 against the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix tonight. They will be in Sacramento on Monday night to take on the Kings before heading to Oakland to face the Golden State Warriors for the second time this season. And they will return home Friday night. I believe that is the 23rd. And they will host the Charlotte Hornets for the second time this season. Is that correct? Yes. Well, they'll I will... face the Hornets for the second time, but they will be in... Oklahoma City playing the Charlotte Hornets for the first time this season.
1: Yes, on Black Friday, and I, I don't know why, but I, I feel like I'm going to be heavily distracted that evening. So uh, you, you might have uh, to be picking up the slack. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> I might be watching one game on my t- on my on my uh, computer and watching the basketball game down below <laughs> at
0: the hey, same time. It happens. Priorities, man. I yep. get it. Yep. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to our OKC82 podcast tonight. Brady and I thoroughly enjoy doing these for you guys, and we will be back in action Monday night as we break down the Thunder's win loss who knows, we won't know until then, against the Sacramento Kings. So, yeah, keep subscribing. Tweet us out some questions. We'd love to involve you guys as much as possible, and we will talk to you then.
1: Y'all stay sexy.